0: Hey there, it's Nick.
1: And it's Leah.
0: So we're doing another live show.
1: Were You Raised by Wolves Live!
0: And this time we're going to be on the West Coast. Portland,
1: Oregon, babies! So come see us on June 15th. And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30.
0: So go to our website, wereyeraisedbywolves.com slash live, and get some tickets. Join us! Do you take seconds from the cheese plate? Do you invite people to dinner and not paying? Do you change the radio without the driver's permission? Were you raised by wolves? Let's find out. Here are things I can make It's Nick Layton
1: and I'm Leah Bonoma.
0: and let's just get right down to it with our mousse bouche. Let's get in it. So for today's mousse bouche, I want to talk about the cheese plate in France.
1: I love cheese so much.
0: So specifically, this is going to be if you're at a dinner party in France with French people and we're doing it the French way. Okay, so it is an understatement to say that the French are really into cheese. I, I think uh, cheese and French culture are Very linked. In fact, I have been told that the French citizenship test involves questions about cheese. Really? (laughs) (laughs) So you got to know your cheese if you want to be French. And so here's how the cheese course works. At a French dinner party. So it's going to be after the main meal, but before dessert. That's where it sort of exists on the timeline. And sometimes it's going to be served with salad, and it's always going to be served with wine. And so traditionally, the cheese platter is going to be passed to the oldest female guest first. And so she will start by selecting the cheese she wants, and then she'll pass it down to all the other women, and then it will go to the oldest male guest and pass through all the males, and then the platter will end with the host. And so at a lighter uh, dinner party, after a few glasses of wine, there might be some joking about like who's actually older, who should take the cheese platter next, but the idea is that it does traditionally go through like this age and gender process. And so when the platter comes to you, the cheese is going to be whole. It's not going to be already pre-sliced like you might see in a restaurant. And a cheese platter is going to have a bunch of different options. Like it's probably going to have a a soft cheese, a hard cheese, a blue cheese. And then it might have like cow, sheep, goat. So a good cheese platter is going to have all this variety. And you can select two or three of the cheeses. That's it. (gasps) Two or three. And you're only going to want to take a teeny tiny bit. So you're going to want to cut off like the size of cheese, like the thickness of your pinky finger. Like that's the amount of cheese you want to take. And you're not going to want to touch the cheese with your fingers. You got to use a knife to cut it. So you're going to cut the cheese and you're going to move it to your own plate. Now, how to cut the cheese. This is a major minefield, (laughs) minefield. Even French people can be a little confused about the proper way to cut certain cheeses. And it can be terrifying. Yeah, it can be terrifying. So here's the general rule. Like all etiquette, it's about showing consideration for everybody else at the table. And so the way you cut the cheese needs to be with consideration of the next person. So you don't want to leave the last person with like all rind. Like you got to cut the cheese in such a way that everyone has the full spectrum of flavor in their slice. And so if it's just like a circle of cheese, obviously that's easy. You just cut it into like little pizza wedge shapes. If it's a log, you can just slice it like it's a loaf of bread, easy peasy. If it's a wedge, if it's already in a pie shape, this is where it gets a little tricky. The rule is you don't cut the nose off of the cheese. So the little pointy thing, you don't cut the nose off. You always got to maintain a little point. And so we'll post some cheese cutting diagrams on our website so you can get a visual of this. But basically the idea is like, don't cut the nose off. Keep creating a little angly points as you go up. So if you're confused, ask your host. It would be much better just to like ask your host, like, oh, how should I cut this? Rather than just do it wrong and then everybody's mad at you. So ask if you're not sure. But that's the general idea is that you want to allow everyone to have equal opportunity to enjoy all of the majesty of all the different parts of the cheese. Okay.
1: I'm in shock. I... <laughs> I was in shock from the beginning. I didn't know about the age uh, process that the cheese go through that the oldest person gets it. Right. This is all brand new to me. I didn't even know there was a cheese course. And then when you said it was the uh, the size. You didn't of a- know there was a
0: cheese course no. in French
1: cuisine? No. I've never been to France.
0: What did you think like cheese happened?
1: All the time. I thought people just were walking around with, like, cheese in their pockets. And uh-huh,
0: that's true. Because
1: that's how I live. And <laughs> I don't think I realized it was its own course. I also didn't realize that this, you took the something the size of your pinky. I mean, and then that you could only take two or three if it was a whole thing. And then that you have to leave a point. It's, it is definitely a minefield oh. of anxiety. And I cannot wait to look at the diagrams. <laughs> so I make sure that when I sometime in my life, go to France, I will know how to cut the cheese.
0: Oh, but there's more. (gasps) It gets even more complicated. So now you have the cheese on your plate. We haven't even gotten to the rest of it. So now there's bread. Of course, there's always bread at a French meal. Like there's always going to be bread. And you actually can pass that around a lot more casually, but you take one piece, only one piece. So just take one piece of bread. And so here's how you eat it. You break off a little piece of bread with your fingers and with your knife, because as we remember, we don't touch the cheese with our fingers. You cut off an even smaller piece of the cheese and put it on the bread. And then you eat the bread and the cheese together. But it's about the cheese. The cheese is the star here. The bread is just the vehicle. It's just the mechanism to get cheese into your face. So you don't want too much bread. It's really about cheese.
1: As far as I'm concerned, everything is just a vehicle for cheese.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then in terms of how you should be eating the cheese you'll probably go from the mildest flavor to the strongest so that, you know, you can taste them all as you go along. And if you want to eat the rind, you can. You can totally do that if you want. You can also cut the rind off if you don't want to eat that. Totally up to you. French people do it both ways, depending on your taste. Now, here are some things not to do.
1: I'm going to guess you don't lick the cheese.
0: Don't lick the cheese. Uh, That was not on my list, but I'm going to add it.
1: How about lean over to the person sitting to your side and be like, I didn't get that one. Can I try that one? And then stick your (laughs) fingers onto their plate. That's probably Uh a no. uh
0: Yeah, that's also frowned upon. How about
1: cutting a little extra and putting it into your pocket because it's so good you want to eat (laughs) some later? (laughs) That's
0: definitely no. So on my list of things not to do, you don't want to spread the cheese on the bread. Like cheese is not butter. So don't mash like the brie into the bread because so much about the cheese eating experience is about the texture of the cheese. And if you like smush it into the bread, you lose the texture part. So don't use a knife to spread the cheese into the bread. Also, don't say that cheese is stinky. It's just strong. Mm. So that's also a good tip. Um, With the salad I mentioned earlier, if there is a salad, you can eat it with the cheese or you can wait until you're done with all of your cheese and then eat the salad afterwards. Now- One thing about the cheese plate is that it only goes around once. You don't take seconds from the cheese plate. So you can ask for more bread, but you can't ask for more cheese. Any any follow up to that?
1: No, I just feel sad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But because French people also like sometimes breaking rules, you might get somebody at the table who reaches for the cheese platter and says to you like, I know we're not supposed to do this, but do you want more? And then you can be like, oh, I don't want to break the rules. And then they'll be like, oh, I won't tell. And then you can have more cheese. But you have to acknowledge that it is not proper to ever take seconds from the cheese plate.
1: Oh, I hope when I eventually go to a dinner in France that there's one of those people at the table <laughs> and they sit directly <laughs> next to me. And
0: be like, oh, you're naughty. <laughs> you
1: naughty cheese stealer.
0: But I'll take more Roquefort. Mm. And do, do you have a favorite cheese?
1: I really like a lot of cheeses.
0: Okay. What's your desert island cheese?
1: I think it's going to be a smoked Gouda.
0: Oh, good choice. What's your desert island cheese? Well, I've been watching a lot of cheese YouTube videos (laughs) lately. So uh, it's really hard for me to choose right now because I've just been in a lot of cheese caves uh, mentally. I would say Pecorino Toscano, which is a sheep's milk cheese from Tuscany. And it's sort of uh, flaky and you can eat it alone or it can go on top of salads or pasta. It's like a very versatile choice. So I figured if I can only have one cheese on my desert island, that would really cover a lot of emotional bases for me.
1: I love it. I love it.
0: And one thing I did see while I was watching all of these YouTube videos about French people eating cheese, (laughs) of which I watched a lot, I was watching this one where it was a French countess giving etiquette advice. And she was saying that it's okay in France to put your elbows on the table because It allowed her to show off all of her rings. Oh. (laughs) So I thought, okay, I like that. I never thought of, you know, that's the reason why you put elbows on the table. So I don't know if that's actually a French etiquette rule or if this is just what French countesses do. But if you're a French countess, I guess that's fine.
1: You know, you want to shake what your mama gave you.
0: And we're back. And now it's time to go deep.
1: Fun deep. Holiday deep. Well, can be.
0: Depending. So I want to talk about going home for the holidays, specifically like when you're going home and you're a house guest in your parents' house, or it's a very close relative or like grandparents or like that type of relationship, which is sort of a unique etiquette experience, I think.
1: It really is. Or is it? Um, Unique in that it's I don't think it's unique in that it's unique to each of us, but it's unique in that it's a stage in your life where you're not a guest in that house the same way you are in any other house.
0: Yes. I mean, it's very Thomas Wolfe. You can't go home again. (laughs) Like (laughs) it's it's definitely a different relationship because it's not exactly just like being a house guest in somebody's house because like the dynamic of like, oh, it's your parents house. Or a relative, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily even be your parents. So it could be the grandmother, aunts, the uncles, or even just like that close family friend for a hundred years. Like anytime it's that relationship, it does sort of change the quality of like going home for the holidays, I think.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there's the emotional side of it where it's so hard not to immediately take on roles that you took on as a young person.
0: Right. So the first thing I had on my list was try not to fall into old patterns. <laughs> yeah. <that's-> <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, then I, in parentheses, I said, easier said than done. <laughs> Uh, Which is true. Right. And and why that's an etiquette thing is that we want to show consideration for our hosts, even if we have a lot of baggage (laughs) with them. So we still want to try and be on our best etiquette behavior and be mindful of that even if it's hard.
1: Yeah. And I think it's nice to pick a thing. That's the thing that you do, you know, to be helpful.
0: Mm, Right. Yeah. Some chore or some useful thing. Yeah, that's good.
1: Like I'll, I'll get the groceries every day or like when I'm in Maine, I'll be like, you know, I'll help stack the whatever it is. And I think it's good to not wait for somebody to ask you. Yes. I think that's, that's
0: nice. And also to not sort of take your host for granted and like totally just pretend this is like your vacation.
1: Because they ostensibly want to sort of enjoy a holiday too. Right, yeah.
0: I don't think they want to be slaving over all their house guests 24-7. Yeah, they might want to break. That's a good point.
1: So it's like, what's the conversation to be had where we can figure out where all of us can pitch in so everybody has the most maximum relaxed time?
0: And that's a good point about communication. I think we want to just communicate with everybody about everything because I think that's where things go south when we go home for the holidays, when there's miscommunications or not enough communication. So I think that works for like mealtime, especially because this is like a very meal heavy time usually for a lot of families.
1: Yeah. And I think it's like big meals. And for example, my boyfriend and I grocery shop completely differently than my parents grocery shop. What does that mean? They're like, uh, we'll figure out what we're having and then we'll go to the store and have it. They're like a a little bit every day. Grocery shop.
0: Oh, they're they're very French. They go to the market every day to pick up that day's meal.
1: They have their basket. You know what I mean. Yes, they're going yes, up. Striped
0: shirt. Yeah, there's an accordion. I got it.
1: Whereas we're like the we're gonna get a truck and we're gonna drive to a big store. Yeah, we're going we're to Costco. Load it up. So I think it's nice to cook for each other. So it's just nice to have this talk up top. Who's gonna do what day? How are we making sure everybody feels good about the grocery situation?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a good point. One thing I had on my list was that if you go out, you should tell your parents or your hosts where you're going and when you're going to be back, which feels like you're back in junior high again. But I think that is a nice courtesy.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: I mean, even though you're an adult, (laughs) but I think you should still tell your parents so they don't wait up late for you.
1: Oh, definitely. I think under their roof, you know. Yes. Let them know where you're at.
0: Yes. And I think that general idea of like house rules apply for everything like that's that's what it is.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree.
0: Like the first time you brought uh, your boyfriend home for the holidays, what was the sleeping arrangements?
1: Well, I think we were already living together and I'm pretty sure that we were put in different bedrooms. Okay.
0: And this is what it is. This is
1: what it is. I was like, hey, if you're going to let me use your washer dryer, uh, I'll sleep
0: wherever you want. Washer dryer. Oh, isn't that the best part of going home for the holidays?
1: Dreams come true. And
0: not just any washer dryer, side by side.
1: Side by side.
0: And not just side by side, front loading side by
1: cry! side. Yeah.
0: Oh, the dream. I just the dream.
1: Will, I'll do everybody's laundry. Can I just do everybody's laundry? Ugh. I just think about washer dryers sometimes for hours.
0: I think about what color I would get.
1: What color would you get?
0: I think like a pearly red.
1: Oh. Because uh, I want to
0: open the laundry room and see it and be like, yeah. <laughs> have
1: an outfit? I would have an outfit. This is, matches my washer dryer. You know yeah, what I mean? no,
0: no. That really, I mean, it is really the fantasy to have my own washer dryer. But so... <laughs> Oh, one nice thing to do when you do go home is to take them out for dinner. I think that's a nice like thing to do.
1: Yeah. Or be like, I want to cook you a special meal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Be in charge of some special evening.
1: Yeah. Or do something that maybe they haven't been able to do, like they needed help with or. Yes. I mean, definitely.
0: I know when I go home, I'm like IT tech support for five days, (laughs) getting everybody's uh, operating systems updated and like getting the Wi-Fi to work again. Yeah. That's usually my role.
1: Yeah, I I feel like things like that are very helpful to be like, you know what, I'll do all that when I get home.
0: Yes. No, they they actually come up with a list. They're like, <laughs> oh, I have a list for things for you to do Absolutely. when you're home. And I was like, I could have helped you guys with some of this stuff over the phone. Like, I could have made your Hulu work. Like I could have just told you what your password is. I like, ah, we'll wait till you come home.
1: Yeah, be like, doing okay. one big shot. You know what I mean?
0: And one thing I read while I was looking into what people said on this topic was if you bring your kids or your dog home, don't expect your parents to babysit or pet sit for you. They may not want to do that. And so don't just assume like you could just leave the kids or leave the dog and then go out for dinner one night and be like, oh, great. You'll take care of it. Well, you have to get permission for that. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah.
1: Oh, this made me think, I don't know why this made me think of you. This was just related to the pets thing. I was at a comedy show recently and my friend was up and she has this great bit about her dog mm-hmm. and this woman in the audience Just interrupts her and goes, I'm not really into pet culture. (laughs) What a heckle. What a heckle. Pet culture. (laughs) I don't know why. At the time, I was like, I have to tell Nick this. I mean, I guess if you're not into pet culture, sure. I'm not into pet culture.
0: Make it known. (laughs) Make it known. And now it's time for Intermezzo.
1: Intermezzo. So
0: this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals.
1: and we also have Harry Wild.
0: Yes, Jane Seymour.
1: And I enjoy all of those shows very much.
0: So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. And now it's time for Intermezzo.
1: Intermezzo.
0: So this episode is brought to you by Book of the Month.
1: I am loving getting to pick my books of the Months.
0: So our first question is, quote, when we go visit my mother-in-law, she invites us to restaurants that are new in her area. She raves about them and then she says, can't wait to take you there. Every time we go, she orders extra apps, expensive glasses of wine, and very high-priced entrees. And then when the bill comes, without fail, she excuses herself to the restroom. Inevitably, my husband pulls out his wallet, and by the time she returns, he's usually signing the credit card receipt. Her standard statement is, aw, thank you, son. This even happened on his birthday a couple years ago. We know she's a gold digger in other areas of her life, but how do we establish a financial boundary?
1: Mother-in-law questions.
0: It's a theme. It's
1: a thing. We could do a whole book on it.
0: So let's start with the gold digger reference. Very interested in learning more about
1: that. I know, I know that (laughs) that we could get like the full backstory (laughs) with these questions.
0: I mean, what does that mean?
1: What do you mean in other areas of her life?
0: Yeah, what other areas are we talking about? My mind spins.
1: With every mother-in-law or family question, my first immediate response is that whatever it is should go through the person who's related to that person.
0: Yes. This is a good rule. This is a good rule.
1: Like, I think it's for the son to say something if he wants to.
0: Yes. I mean, I don't know if he wants to because he's certainly going along with it. But let's answer the question. How do we establish a financial boundary? How do we do that here?
1: I think you picked the restaurant.
0: Yes. Although it sounds like that's probably tricky because we're going to her town and she is interested in like the hottest, latest thing. And so she wants to influence where you're going.
1: How about you just bring lunch? Oh, I found this place I loved. I'm bringing food over.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think accepting the fact that if you go to dinner with this woman, you're paying. So if you don't want to pay, then you can't have dinner.
1: Yeah, that's what it seems like to me as well.
0: So if that's a picnic, then that's what it is. Or it's a coffee or breakfast is a probably cheaper meal. So like maybe we just have breakfast. It's harder to like booze it up at breakfast.
1: Yeah, I agree with all that.
0: And I guess, do we make excuses for why we can't do dinner with you? Or do we just like, oh, we're so busy every evening, but let's do breakfast.
1: Well, I get the idea that it's not somebody that they see often. It's when we go to visit. mm I get the idea that this is like a travel day. It's not like she lives 30 minutes away.
0: Yes, we are visiting her area. Yes. And her area is different than our area. So we are deferring to her restaurant expertise.
1: So I kind of feel like if, as you said, it seems that when you go and visit her, it seems that this is just what happens.
0: That's my sense. This is the deal. And just accept it and just know this is the cost of doing business.
1: Unless your husband doesn't want to do it anymore. And then I think it's for him to say something because it's his mother.
0: Now, there also is the option of when she sneaks off to the bathroom, don't pay. Wait for her to come back.
1: I think it's sort of at the end of the day, very hard not to pay for your mom. Um, that's
0: true. Yes. I mean, even though just to be perfectly clear, if you invite someone to dinner and you've selected the restaurant... You are the host of this evening and you are paying for the restaurant. But yes, it is also nice for a son to pay for dinner with mom. But it does feel like the letter writer of the story is annoyed by this because it always happens. And it does not sound like there's reciprocation. Yeah,
1: the mother is just picking the most expensive places and being like, hey, can I blow up your credit card? (laughs) Right. And I understand why that's upsetting. And it is, like you said, whoever invites should pay. But it, this, I think. And this to is be clear,
0: this behavior is rude. Yeah, definitely. Inviting people to an expensive restaurant, blowing up the, the bill with extra apps and bottles of wine. Yes, this is rude behavior. Yes.
1: But it's so hard because it's a mother-in-law. I also think the other option is if it drove you crazy, you could not go.
0: Oh, just make it a, a mother-son thing.
1: Yeah. Why don't you two go have a great time?
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Just sort of tap out of the ring. Yeah. Okay.
1: Be like, and you could say this. It drives me crazy, and I want you guys to have a good time, and I don't want to interfere with the relationship. So have at it. Have at it,
0: and that'll be one way to bring down the cost, I guess. Just have one less <laughs> yeah, diner.
1: Yeah, there's one less diner. <laughs> or you could okay. be like, I'm a, I'm only eating at McDonald's. So happy to take you out, but we got to go to Mickey D's.
0: Bon appetit. Our next question is quote. I have an acquaintance who texts me a lot, and the problem is that she hits the send button after every sentence, and often more than once per sentence, so in the space of a couple minutes, I may get ten or more texts from her. Hi, how are you? We're going to the lake this weekend. If you're interested, you can join us. If you want, let me know. Is there a way to politely point out that this is driving me berserk? I've already figured out that there's a setting on my phone so there's no audible alert when she starts texting, but that doesn't stop my phone from lighting up like a Christmas tree over and over and over. My son says it's just a thing young people are used to doing and it shouldn't bother me. That can't be true, can
1: it? Hey, I would like to go to the lake.
0: (laughs) Yes, I'm free. I'm interested.
1: You can actually put it on Do Not Disturb.
0: Yeah, I think technology is our friend here. Yes.
1: I have people that I I put on Do Not Disturb because they text like this. Mm. And so the, I'll see the message, but it doesn't light up my phone at all.
0: Yeah, I think that is the best solution. Because what is the conversation you're going to have with this person? Like, oh, your texting style annoys me. <laughs> like, can you please put your entire thought into one message before you send it? Thank you.
1: Yeah, I can't think of a way that would be. You're not being like, "Hey, you text like a maniac," and if you could reel it in.
0: And then, in terms of what the son is saying, like this is just what young people do. Uh, Yeah, I mean, okay, yes. I mean, I think people of all ages do this, but sure. And that it shouldn't bother you. I think you're allowed to be bothered by it.
1: Oh, absolutely, be bothered.
0: Yeah. No, you can totally be bothered by it. No problem. So the other idea I had was you could tell the friend if you wanted to just like totally shut it down. You could tell the friend, oh, texting is just not a great way to communicate with me. I'm much more of an email person. So can we just move this to email? And people are less likely to send phrases via email. So you might just get just one email with this invitation to the lake uh, instead. And so maybe that's problem solved.
1: I think that's very nice.
0: So I guess that would be my choice. But I think, yes, I think if you got an iPhone or I'm sure Androids do this too, or whatever, you know, phone you got, I'm sure there's some technology available to you.
1: Yeah, it's in settings. It's called Do Not Disturb. And it has a a crescent moon. Mm. It looks like nighttime. Oh, And the texts still come in. They just don't. They don't, they're not on the front of your phone. You know, they're just in your messages. I think people get what we're talking about. Well, I'm explaining it in case <laughs> they don't. I'm just explaining
0: it in case they don't. Leah's offering tech support, guys. Our next question is quote. I always play music while I'm driving, and when I have other people in the car, I feel like I should play music that the whole car will enjoy, and that it would be rude to play music that only I like and to not consider what other people in the car might like. Sometimes I tell myself to not feel so self-conscious and to just play what I want, but then the passenger will change the radio as I'm driving, which really grinds my gears. What are your thoughts on playing music that everyone will enjoy, and what are your thoughts on changing the radio when someone else is driving without asking? Maybe I'm overthinking this.
1: No one should ever touch your radio.
0: Mm-mm. No. Period. That is just like so off limits.
1: It's so off limits. Right? And why?
0: I mean, we both agree. And I think everyone agrees. You don't you don't do that. Like yeah, who, who, what are you? What are you doing?
1: Someone touches your radio, feel free to pull over to the curb and be like, what just happened right no, now? No, no.
0: Don't even do that. Open their door and push them out. <laughs> yeah. But why is that? Like, why do we both have the exact same strong reaction to, like, touching the radio?
1: It's just not done.
0: Is that it? It's just, as a society, we've agreed that, like, we all agree that that's just not a thing.
1: That is not, it's the driver's car. You just don't mess with people's settings. Yeah, that's it. It's just disrespectful.
0: And I think the driver of the car, that's the captain of the ship. And the captain's in charge, of all things, that take place in the vessel.
1: Yes, you can offer hey, listen to what you want. And then you've given permission for them to touch the radio.
0: Yes, but I think that permission can also be revoked at any time. That power is not absolute and the driver can always take it back.
1: Yeah, you can be like, okay, that's enough.
0: I mean, I think a nice thing to do if you're the driver, because I think it is true. It would be nice if everybody in the car is having a nice time. So if there's like some genre of music you really like that you know other people in the car really hate, I think it is considerate of other people to not play that genre. So one idea is to give a choice of three things that you know you like and give a choice to your audience of what they might want to hear. Like, do you want to play yacht rock? Do you want to play bounce? Or do you want whale sounds? And then pick one of those. And then if everybody's like whale sounds, then off we go.
1: I think that's great.
0: I think that would be the way to handle it.
1: I also think our letter writer is clearly so considerate to even be thinking of all these things that I'm sure that they are very aware. You know what I mean? This isn't a person who's getting in and then playing Thrasher metal <laughs> with the music I mean, all the way turned up. I've done it, but I don't think our letter writer.
0: No, no, I, I'm not getting a sense of that's uh, this person's musical taste. Although I am concerned that our letter writer Does not know that it's super rude to touch someone's radio.
1: Well, that's why we're here.
0: That is why we're here. Yeah.
1: Also, if our letter writer wants to Google Chris Tucker, Jackie Chan radio. Okay. There's a great clip because Jackie Chan touches Chris Tucker's radio.
0: I imagine it doesn't go well.
1: Does not go well.
0: I'll put a link to it in the show notes. So yeah, I think uh, full stop. Don't touch it. Don't do it. Don't touch it. Mm Mm-mm. Nope. And similarly, don't touch the AC or the heater either. I think you always want to check with the driver before you make any adjustments to any of the controls. So, oh, do you mind if I turn this up? Turn it down. More fan, less fan. Always check in with the driver. I
1: just don't know who's getting into people's vehicles and changing stuff without permission.
0: I mean, welcome to this entire show. I mean, like, who are these people? Yes, these people are people who go into people's cars and touch stuff. Yes, that is, the, that is keeping this whole show going. People like that.
1: You should be so lucky that you have a friend with a vehicle who lets you in it.
0: Well, that's, I mean, friend for, we'll see how much longer after you touch my radio. <laughs> yeah. So if you have any questions that we can help with, we would be delighted to help you. Just let us know. Send them to us through our website, where you're raised by wolves.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail or send us a text message, 267-CALL-RBW. to play a game we like to call Vent or Repent.
1: Vent or Repent! Which is our
0: opportunity to vent about some bad etiquette experience we've had recently or we can repent for some etiquette faux pas we've committed. So Leah, would you like to vent or repent?
1: Uh, I'm gonna vent.
0: Okay. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's what's going on right now.
1: I had so many this week Oh, okay. that I found it hard to pick.
0: So there's just going to be a big wheel behind you. We're going to (laughs) spin it and see where it lands.
1: No, I decided I'm going to go with what I found to be the most egregious.
0: That's what I'm here for. Bring it.
1: I'm at a backyard, Mm -hmm. small birthday gathering. Okay. We're obviously all following all the health things. No worries there. Friend of a friend comes up to me, offers me... An alcoholic beverage. Okay. I very politely decline. Just a casual, oh, no, thank you. For our listeners at home, I don't drink. Then this person goes, why?
0: Oh.
1: With the tone... Normally, I wouldn't answer. It's not your business. You know what I mean? I could, Mm. for numerous reasons, I could not be drinking. I could also just not want to drink. I wasn't making a thing about it. I just said, oh, no, thanks. Mm -hmm. I also had a water in my hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, normally I wouldn't be so forthcoming, but I just was like, oh, I don't drink at all. And then this woman, I got a whole I don't know what it was. I think it was a crisis. I witnessed a crisis where, oh, I didn't mean to do anything to you. Did I upset you? I Wow. Have a drink. I don't care at all. You just asked me why. You have lost your mind. But the idea, this happens a lot when you don't drink. People just don't let it go. They want to know why. And then they want to tell you about all their friends who don't drink and how they somehow feel responsible when they drink around them. And should I not drink? Oh, I'm so sorry. Does my drinking bother you? No, your drinking doesn't bother me. I don't care if you drink. What does you drinking have to do with it? It just, and she wouldn't stop. And here I was trying to be polite. She's a friend of a friend. It's a social gathering. When do we socially gather anymore? And I learned this woman's whole life and she was putting it all on me. I'm so sorry to do this to you. Is it horrible that I'm standing here drinking?
0: Well, she was putting it on you, quote unquote, but she was really making this about herself.
1: Oh, the whole thing was about her. Like
0: this really definitely didn't have anything to do with you.
1: Nothing to do with me. Yeah,
0: and just shut it down and that'll be the last time we chat at this little social gathering.
1: <laughs> yeah, then I went to the bathroom and I never came back. <laughs> but I cannot stand it. It's one of my, just if somebody says they don't want something or they don't drink, okay, okay. Moving along.
0: Yes. I think you offer and then when that offer is declined, then that's the end of the story. We don't interrogate a person why they have declined. And that goes for anything. Like, oh, do you want some chips? No. Why? No. I don't want chips. I'm good.
1: And And then it's not like when I eat chips in front of you, do you feel bothered? Can you imagine?
0: Yes, I can imagine. Yes. Well, for me, I would also like to bend.
1: Do it. So I was
0: going to meet a friend for coffee on the Upper West Side here in Manhattan. And so I get there, and my friend had actually gotten there a few minutes early. And this is 72nd Street, which is actually a pretty big, wide street, and... All of the restaurants have outdoor seating, and like it's wonderful. It's just very European in that way. So my friend actually got a table already, and so okay, great. Oh, we'll have coffee outside. Um, so I sit down and I'm uh, taking off my coat, and we're just sort of starting to chat. And I notice there is a big laminated menu on the table, and I was like, oh, okay. And I look at it, and it's curries and noodles and rice bowls and and spring rolls. And I look around and I say to my friend, like, are we in a Thai restaurant? And what had happened was he thought he was being seated at the coffee shop outdoor space, but I guess talked to the wrong hostess and didn't realize that the hostess he was talking to was for a Thai restaurant. (laughs) And all the outdoor seating kind of looks the same because it's just sort of like tables. So he didn't realize like, that's what happened. So I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that's sort of funny. And I was like, well, we'll still have coffee. It'll just be Thai coffee. I don't like Thai iced coffee. It's too sweet for me. I mean, I take my coffee black. So the idea that you're gonna add like condensed milk and sugar to something (laughs) is like not my thing. But I was like, I'll be a good sport. Let's not make a big deal about it. We'll just have Thai iced coffee, fine. And so before I can sort of like make that happen, my friend is talking to the waiter ordering lunch and he's already starting to order. And he turns to me like, oh, are you hungry too? I was like, it's three o'clock, this was coffee. This is not a meal time. This is not like, what are we doing? But there was no opportunity to like jump in at this point. So then he orders like the masaman curry, but now it's lunch special time, I guess still. And so they're like, oh, well, what uh, soup do you want? And then it's like, oh, it also comes with salad. Oh, and your appetizer choice. Uh, what do you, what would you like? Oh, and it comes with dessert. So now it's a 50 course meal that he has now ordered. I'm not going to be eating. I'm just going to have coffee. And so now this like 25-minute coffee catch-up has now turned into like an hour and a half. And it's like, what has happened here? Mm. And the etiquette train had left the station. So like there's no opportunity to like leave at this point. So now I'm just like along for the ride. And it's like, oh, I'll clear the rest of my day. So I don't like that that happened (laughs) uh, because I think (laughs) that is rude And the only silver lining of this entire experience was that as it was happening, I was just saying to myself, well, at least I get to tell Leah, we're going to just use this. We're going to just like bottle this up and we're going to just tell Leah all about it. And we're going to like do something with this horrible experience. So
1: (laughs) I'm honored. Yeah, I'm honored. that's what it is.
0: So uh, that was my very short coffee, which turned into an hour and a half Thai multi-course meal.
1: Well, it's your, th- you got, your time got robbed and you weren't asked.
0: That, I guess that's true. Yes. I think that's why I'm so bothered because I had my time stolen. Yes. Yes. That was theft.
1: And nobody said, hey, do you have time for this whole right. other thing that is not the thing we talked about?
0: Yes. I got us into the predicament and I will also make this worse. <laughs>
1: Yes. Without running it by you. Yes. I think checking in, be like,
0: oh... You know, should we even stay at this restaurant or should we go to the coffee shop that I didn't sit at originally?
1: Yeah, that would have been nice. Do you have an hour and a half for this quick coffee break that you also, not in your area, you went uptown?
0: Not in my neighborhood. Yes, I had to like go there. Yeah, no, everything about this was horrible. So um, we are currently reseating this person in my personal theater.
1: Oh, oh yes, they have been oh, resat. Yes.
0: Oh yes, we have looked at their stubs and we have determined that they were in the wrong seats. And so- <laughs> We will be escorting <laughs> them up to the upper balcony. Yes.
1: So, Leah, what have we learned? I learned so much about cheese.
0: There was a lot to learn about cheese today. Yeah. I'm
1: still processing all the cheese knowledge.
0: Is it churning?
1: Yes, it's
0: churning. <laughs> and I learned that we
1: both have a love of washer dryers. Ah. We do. We do. When I have a washer dryer, Mm -hmm. my dream is to have a postcard or like a, you know, like a holiday picture done where I'm just making it rain dryer sheets. (laughs) And it's like falling down on me in my luxurious washer dryer.
0: You people outside of New York City, you don't know how good you got it.
1: You have no idea how you have it.
0: Well, thank you, Leah.
1: Thank you, Nick.
0: And thanks to you out there for listening. If I had your address, I'd send you a handwritten note on my custom stationery. So for your homework this week, I want you to buy some merchandise. Get a mug. Get a hat, get a tote bag, get a baby onesie, get a face mask. We have adorable merchandise. It's available. Go to our website, check it out, and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye.
0: Bye. All right, Leah, it's time for A of Kindness, the part of the show that you make us do, but I only give you 30 seconds. Ready? Set, go. Um,
1: I'm really grateful. I did a show in Pennsylvania, outdoor show, but it's outdoors and starting to get cold and it was nighttime. And I was like, I can't imagine that anybody's going to be able to make it. And I had friends from different parts of my life come out, make the trip, sit outside in the cold to watch comedy. And it meant so much to me. And it was just like a wonderful delight and surprise. And I'm so incredibly honored and grateful.
0: Oh, that's nice. And for me, I wanna say thank you to Emma who is a lieutenant in the U.S. Navy. And she just sent us an amazing book in the mail called Service Etiquette. And it's oh. a book that's all about etiquette for the military. And so it's so fascinating. There's so many interesting rules about military etiquette that I didn't know. So definitely we're gonna have some of those as a moose in the future. So get ready for some military-themed uh, moose-bouches. So I just wanna say thank you, Emma. Super surprising and delightful to go to the PO box and like, get that yellow slip saying you had something that was too big for the box. Oh. And then find your book and really lovely note. And so thank you. Really appreciate it.
1: That's so cool. And thank you for your service. Indeed.
0: And now it's time for Intermezzo.
1: Intermezzo. So
0: this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So, Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals.